Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, Ryan, I know we dig ourselves deep into the NFL season and you college football. Me, some college football, but not as much as you as well. But once it once it wraps up, that's when you start exploring more. You mean we dabble a little bit before. You start exploring a little bit more if you haven't already. Different avenues. More college basketball starting to ramp up. Some people are going to jump more into the NBA. It's also hockey, yeah. my friend. Hockey Horvat. Hockey Horvat. Is it, is it starting to wake up now? Is the monster starting to rise from the ashes? It, within like the next two and a half, three weeks, you know, we'll dive in. I uh, I like Vancouver a lot. I'm not going to lie. I've been watching a little Vancouver. I've been watching a little uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, a little bit of Florida, you know. Um, it's the good thing is uh, I got the package somehow for free, which is, well, actually, I probably shouldn't say that because I don't know that anybody anybody knows this. But, yeah, I've been able to just watch some <laughs> late night doing? hockey, watch, watch some replays. <laughs> I think it's part of just this big package I signed up for when I moved on from uh, direct TV. Yeah. I got the illegal, I got the illegal cable. It's like Seinfeld when, you know, when Kramer has his guys go to Jerry's apartment, I'm going to have the FBI come over, but yeah, I, I like watching the condensed games, just watching like the highlights because um, man, these mornings come early, these nights, you know, my son, I love him. He's in the next room. We're up uh, bright and early these days, like 6 a.m., but we don't want to go to bed, unfortunately. Oh, well, you need to tell him he needs to go to bed because, you know, we need you to be fully focused for our show that goes till 11 o'clock Eastern. So that's just, that's kind of how this damn thing goes. All right, speaking of hockey, Tark El-Bashir, rinkside reporter for TNT, also long time covering the Capitals in D.C. as well. But I want to start with those Canucks, Tark. Uh, right now the favorite to win the President's Trophy. Uh, Boston and Dallas are right up near that top of the board as well. But right now, in terms of just your surprise, where are you on Vancouver in the season they've had so far? You know, uh, Nick, I, I'm a little surprised. Um, you know, it's a big turnaround from last year. Uh, in, in hockey, you don't normally see those those massive turnarounds the way you might see in other sports. Um, you know, it, it, it takes more than, than, you know, acquiring two good players in the offseason usually to turn a season around. Um, you know, that said, they've always had the horses. They just seem to underachieve for long stretches, uh, even for, for uh, multiple seasons. Uh, it, it just seems like they've finally kind of found their game. And um, I think you got to uh, tip your cap to, to uh, the coaching staff that are doing an outstanding job, um, Coach Tockett. And, you know, just saw them in D.C. the other day. They, uh, you know, the Caps played them tough, but, man, they are a good team, especially when Demko is on. When Demko's on, they are a tough out. How do you feel about the New Jersey Devils? You know, they're getting a little bit healthier. Uh, how do you feel about them in the long run? Do you think that maybe they could be a team that could win a playoff series, at least get into the postseason? You know, that's a great question. I, I, I'm very um, suspect of their goaltending. And, um, you know, goaltending plays an outsized role in determining the outcome of games in the second half of the season and going into the playoffs. And I just don't think it's been good enough. Um, they've got some star players. I mean, you know, led by Jack Hughes. I mean, some electric offensive players, uh, pretty good defense, uh, well coached. I would say they're probably a year away from being a legit Stanley Cup contender. But when you got the firepower that they do, I mean, you know, if, 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 the, if the goalies can, can figure it out, I, I think there's a chance they'll make a run. But just deep down, I feel like that young core, it's a year away from, from making some noise in the playoffs. 
So, Tarek, Ryan here is a Blackhawks fan. He's a Chicago guy through and through. Connor Bedard looks like yep. the reports are he's going to be coming back tonight uh, against Pittsburgh. Yep. When it comes to the rookie of the year race, has he missed too much time at all where that could affect him, or is this just one of those things where that's not even going to matter when it comes to winning rookie of the year? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I, I do get a vote. Um, I, I haven't really started looking at um, uh, awards still too far away from, from that last two weeks of the regular season. But I'll tell you, I've seen in person all of the good ones. Uh, Leo Carlson, Adam Fantilli, I've seen Connor Bedard. And Bedard just, he's different. He, he plays different. I mean, no, no knock on the other guys who are also having outstanding rookie campaigns. Um, Bedard is going to be not just a star, but he's going to be a superstar. He might even be a transcendent star. Um, he has missed a lot of time, but I would say I've probably watched him live once or twice and definitely on the tube um, at least four or five times. And um, I, I, he's, he's most likely going to get my vote, especially if he comes back and he picks up where he, he left off. Because, uh, guys, also remember, he's doing what he's doing on a – really bad Chicago team. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, I mean, a team that is designed to be bad um, uh, because, you know, they are in full rebuild mode. So for him to be doing that with the guys who are around him, you know, in hockey, when, when you're, when you're that top tier guy and there's not much around you, as you guys know, the other teams can really key in, key in on you. You're, you're getting top pair defensemen. You're getting the top checking line uh, every single shift. So if you're still producing as an 18 year old, at that level, I, I, I would say right now he's probably got my vote. Yeah, no offense taken. I actually, <laughs> I disowned them actually for a couple of years. No, not not because of how bad the product's been on us. <laughs> what I wanted to ask, what I wanted to ask you about was actually the trade deadline. I know we got some time. It's only February fifteenth. It's coming up March eighth. But like last season, we just had so many big names, uh, or at least bigger names: Bo Horvat, Ryan O'Reilly, Patrick Kane got moved. Um, what kind of names, like who do you think is going to get moved? Who would be some of the bigger names and maybe the more aggressive teams uh, at the trade deadline coming up here in the next month? You know, guys, getting back to what I said before about goaltending and the role it plays this time of year down the stretch into the playoffs, I feel like there are some really, really good teams out there that could probably either use a number one, and number ones are really, really hard to find. Um, at the trade deadline, but, you know, I'm thinking about New Jersey. We just talked about them. You know, I'm thinking about Edmonton. I'm thinking about uh, Toronto. I mean, th those, are, those are teams that may or may not be in the market for, to, to, to shore up their, their goaltending uh, department. Um, you know, one, one trend that has really kind of caught my eye in recent years is I feel like we're starting to see more and more general managers are making the moves before the deadline and, and sometimes several weeks before the deadline they're trying to set their teams up for success they're trying to give their new players as much time as they can get um before the you know you get into those last 15 uh 10 games going into the playoffs um you know i as as nick said i i cover the washington capitals um that's a team that i think Unless they really turn things around, they've lost eight of nine. Um, they've actually played pretty well, but look, moral victories don't count for a whole lot right now. Um, they've got some guys that are already starting to kind of um, uh, make some waves on on the rumor circuit. Nick Dowd, uh, fourth line center, can win faceoffs, can score goals. 
I think there are a lot of teams that are going to show some interest in, in Nick Dowd as we get closer. Anthony Mantha uh, is another player on the Capitals who is um, going. He's in the final year of his contract. Uh, you know, he say he's been up and down since he came to the Capitals a couple of years back. He's having a good season. He's a big body, six foot five, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of attention. Uh, Max Pacioretty is another player that I think uh, on the Capitals who's going to get some attention. We've already seen Joel Edmondson, a big, tough defenseman on the Capitals. He's already starting to get um, bandied about on on the trade uh, trade rumor circuit. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I know my team the best, and I think that if they don't turn things around, I think we could see a sell-off from the Capitals kind of in line with what we saw last year when they flipped Lars Eller and Garnet Hathaway and um, Dmitry Orloff. Um, the Capitals were probably the most significant seller at the deadline last year, in my opinion. I think there's a decent chance they will have that crown once again this year. Got to say, it was weird last year, Tark, to see the Caps as sellers. It's going to be weird if that's the case again. But as we've learned in sports anywhere, all great eras, you know, guys get older and you have to start making those decisions and start looking towards the future when it comes to that. Right. Uh, talking to Tarek El- Elbashir at MGM tonight, I want to go back to something you said. It's not really something you said, but you mentioned that obviously that you're a voter for the awards market, like Rookie of the Year and those types of things. We talk about that a lot on the show because so much of that, if I mean, it you can be looking at it from a betting perspective, but you can also just be looking at it from a fan perspective. Who you think's going to win, you know, MVP? Who you think's going to win a Rookie of the Year? And again, I'm talking every sport across the board. I know voters are all different, but when do you specifically start to really dig in? And I mean, you're gathering information, you're watching games, you're seeing all these players, but when do you really start to get serious about? Okay, here's when I'm going to start deciding on who I'm going to vote for for these awards. Yeah, Nick, that's a great question. Um... So I'm in a little bit of a unique position um, as a sports writer who also does some broadcasting because of my role with TNT. I get to see a lot more than just the team that I cover. Um, you know, I would say once every, once a month, once every couple of months, I'm I'm off on the road and I'm doing I'm covering two teams that aren't the Capitals. So I get to see and I get to talk. More importantly, I get to talk to other general managers and other assistant coaches and other head coaches and other star players and kind of start to feel them out a little bit. So in terms of timing, I would say with about with about two to three weeks to to go in the regular season before the ballot actually shows up in my email box, I start to kind of sketch down some names. Um, you know, I try I try to usually do five or six names in every category, maybe a few more if it's if it's tight. And then I have a kind of, I've kind of a group of of people that I've covered over the years that I know watch the Western Conference maybe a little bit more than I do. I try to watch as much hockey as I can throughout the year. I mean, um, like I said, I, you know, I cover the Capitals. I cover um, um, other teams for TNT. I know you guys aren't in my house, but hockey is on pretty much every <laughs> night until about one o'clock in the morning. So, you know, whether I'm dialed in and I'm totally studying what's going on with Anaheim, Vancouver, it's in the background. So I'm, I'm catching it. Uh, but, you know, getting back to what I was saying before, you know, I have a small group of people that, um, you know, are either currently players or coaches or managers, and I'll, I'll start bouncing ideas off them. I'll say, hey, you know, I saw this guy two or three times. He's gonna be he's gonna be in my five 
what, what do you think? What, what are you seeing? Um, I take it very seriously. I, I, I think most people in the Professional Hockey Writers Association take it very seriously. Um, I, and I know that because, um, you know, as we get closer, I start to hear, you know, um, guys who are, you know, uh, uh, colleagues who are struggling with decisions. <laughs> and uh, we, we kind of commiserate a little bit because, you know, it's a big deal, like you said. I mean, it's it's a big deal to the players. It's a big deal to fans. It can determine contracts. I mean, it's it's serious business, and I and I treat it as such. Are there any teams that are maybe up and coming? You know, I know I asked you, um, you know, a little bit earlier about the Devils. Are there any teams maybe that like are up and coming that you could see maybe making a playoff push that nobody's talking about, especially if people are just jumping into hockey now after NFL season? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there are a handful of teams that have kind of surprised me this year. I mean, I would say yeah. among them are uh, the the Flyers. I mean, where do they come from? I mean, John Tortorella is doing an outstanding job with that team. Um, you know, they, they play the game the right way. That they they play the game tough. I mean, I that um, they are uh, uh, kind of in the likeness of their coach, hard nosed. You know, and and I could I could definitely see. I could definitely see them if, if they get in and they're in position right now. If they get in, I could see them make some noise. Um, that's really one of the teams that I'm that I'm focused on. Uh, you know, I would say in the Western Conference, um, the LA Kings would scare me a little bit if I'm a top seeded team. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've seen them. They've had some goaltending struggles, but they've got a great lineup. They've got some veterans who are hungry to win again. You know, um, um, Anze Kopitar and uh, Drew Doughty. I mean, they've got some really good players still who are kind of in their mid thirties, and this is, you know, maybe their last kick at the can. And I, I think they're going to be they're going to be desperate. So, you know, I would say those are two teams that have really caught my eye this year. Tarek, got about 90 seconds or so here. Uh, team that you are most confident in winning the Stanley Cup this year? The team right now that looks the most like a Stanley Cup champion? Wow. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> you know, the Capitals just whooped Boston in Boston last week, which kind of opened my eyes. But I, I feel like I've watched the Bruins a lot this year. And I think maybe they took their foot off the gas a little bit, knowing that a struggling Capitals team was coming into town. The Bruins, top to bottom, just look like a team that's primed to win. They got great goaltending in Jeremy Swayman. You know, they got guys who've won it before. Um, uh, I, I, I would say they, they are they would be my pick right now to win the Stanley Cup. And the Bruins, the third shortest odds behind the Oilers and Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup. Tarek El-Bashir, TNT, Monumental. Great to talk to you again, man. One of the best in the business. Great to hear from you. Yeah, give me a call anytime, guys. Man, I love him. I love Tarek, man. Ryan, he's been covering caps for a long, long time. Here's the big thing that stood out to me, though. Hearing the process, and I'm so glad I got to ask him this, hearing the process of how, like, he, because again, everybody's going to be different. He takes everything he does. This is why I want to hear, this is going to be an extreme. He takes everything he does very, very seriously. I'm sure there are some voters out there for these awards that don't take it as seriously as he does. But it's just yeah. interesting to kind of get an idea because how often do we talk about the awards market? Well, now yeah. you've got at least a little insight on how somebody thinks and when that process starts and how that process finishes up. Absolutely. Yeah, the two teams that he like he brought up, the Flyers, the other team I was looking at, maybe the Devils, you know, he said maybe a year away, but they're even money now. Minus 115, actually, in some spots just to make the playoffs. Uh, I could have got plus money a couple weeks ago, so probably a stay away. But yeah, this is when I uh, this is when it gets fun. NBA and NHL.
BetMGM tonight.